Yes, sir. And welcome to the road to Damascus, where it's not about the road, but it's about the journey. And we want to thank you all for tuning in today on the first show of 2021. Happy New Year's, everybody. And I want to introduce who's with me today on the ones and twos. My main man, Steph. Say what's up to him, Steph. What up? Good to see you. Good to see you. Good to see you, too. Lauren was not able to join us today. She was not able to join us. And uh, Vince is still MIA. So hopefully uh, New Year's resolution is that we have a show with all of us. We have yet to have a full show, but uh, by the grace of God, we'll be able to do that this year. Um, But um, I hope everybody had a blessed holiday season, and I hope that uh, everybody is um, having a blessed year so far. We're a few days into it, so God bless you. Um, Before we start, I just always, as always, if you want to be able to reach out to us or contact us on the show, we are available on Instagram at Road to Damascus. You can reach us on Twitter at underscore road to Damascus, and you can email us at a road to Damascus. All of those are with the number two and the email is at Gmail. So that's a road number two Damascus at gmail.com. So if you have any questions, thoughts, want to reach out or become a follower, definitely uh, click on those. And we are available on all platforms, Spotify, Apple, everywhere where you get your your iPads, excuse where you get your podcast <laughs> messed up. I'm, I got to get better at that, but I got to make sure that we are definitely promoting the show because this year we about to blow up. Yeah, no, you an Apple fan, so I already knew you was going to say anything about their product. Whatever, bro. I'm not even going there with you. But uh, so let's go ahead and dive right into the topic today, Stefan. So um, I had sent out our text messages like I normally do, and uh, Stefan didn't get it. So we've been sitting here doing, <laughs> we, right. we've been doing prep instead of recording. Hey, so we got some good revelations. Oh no, too, we did dog. get some good revelations. Yeah, so yeah. I'm not, I'm not even going to hate on it. God knows what he's trying to do. But, um, the topic this week is the problem with the prosperity gospel. Um, a lot of us know what the prosperity gospel is, but I don't know if a lot of us actually are, aware of the history of the prosperity gospel and things like that. When we think of the prosperity gospel today, we just think about the pastor or the bishop basically um, pimping the church, using certain scriptures to get you to come and give money and telling you that the, the more you sow, the greater your blessings will be. So what do you think? What are your thoughts on the prosperity gospel, Steph? All right, I'm going to go off of my first thought. And as soon as you say, like, prosperity gospel, I'm thinking about, you know, a church that's full of people that, you know, that's impoverished, you know, that uh, they have less, that they need more, and somebody's pitching the hope of not physical, spiritual, but natural wealth. And for somebody that has nothing, and you know the term that we like to use, somebody that's on their knuckles. Yes, sir. You know, they're gonna bite. And the problem is, is you corrupt and disrupt 
what God may be doing in someone's life by trying to uh, pitch something almost like a um, a raffle, so to speak. A church raffle. Right. You don't want to call it the lottery. No, you know what it is? I mean, it's like you would say like a raffle. I mean, $20 to get you the ticket. Right. Yeah, you know, just keep keep giving. Or or a slot machine. Exactly. Yeah, it reminds me of that one, um, that one little clip off of uh, don't, don't Be a Menace to South Central where I drink your juice in the hood. Oh, when the pastor. You know, I got some money right over here, Pastor. He was like, Pastor Collection Red Rodney. <laughs> He's yeah. Pastor Rodney. Yeah. Don't ask. <laughs> Don't ask. <laughs> Don't ask. No they, questions. They would ask why, 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 Pastor? Why you got this? And, why? And, and why come you got a new car? <laughs> and why come, why come you got all that money in the bank? Exactly. Well, I'ma say, don't ask. <laughs> no questions. I don't ask. <laughs> yeah, but um, <laughs> but no, that's. You know, I understand that's usually the the first thought that goes along with that, that people who um, aren't necessarily um, in a position of power or a position of great uh, wealth, I would say, or not even wealth, just people that, like you said, on their knuckles, people that are struggling Mm -hmm. and things like that, that they you know, are looking for anything and, and, and they trust the word of God. They believe God. They believe what God is trying to say. They believe what God is saying in, uh huh. they believe what God is saying in his word to be able to elevate and bless his people that God wants his people to be truly blessed. And because he wants us to be truly blessed, when you have a pastor that's saying, I have direct interactions with the father and this is what he's telling me. He's telling me that you need to give that $200 seed, that $400 seed, that $10,000 seed, that $5,000 seed. And right now you will be blessed that I have these, these, this miracle water that will, that will wash coronavirus away out of your system that I had these, these, these healing cloths that will be able to be blessed once it's in your home. And a lot of times what ends up happening is it's a price attached to that. And when it's a price attached to that, at the end of the day, that's when it stops being to me of God, because all that we've been given from God is free. He owns everything. And the Bible says that it rains on the just as well as the unjust and be understanding that it rains on the just as well as the unjust. We have to understand that. Some people would be blessed. And I know a lot of times we see people that be blessed um, and we're like, this person ain't living right. And, and, and but I serve a God that's going to bless me and that's going to allow us to be blessed. So I'm just going to be faithful and do this. And I know my time going to come. Mm-hmm. So what do you think about that? No, I mean, uh, truth is, is to try to pitch anything that's just about monetary is not about or is not what God is about. You know, God is about um, elevating the people on a spiritual level. So, so much as to the spiritual level that it affects the natural. Now, tithing and offering and all those things are to be given back to the church. And when we talk about the church, like we've already established that before, when we talk about the church, we're talking about the people, 
Absolutely not a builder. So, so people, people, if people are struggling and the money isn't going back to the people, but you see, um, you know, the ones that are in the church and surrounding and they're elevating and they have, you know, jewelry, gold chains, things like that. Um, and you have a congregation of people that are struggling and the, you know, some of your members can't pay their, 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 um, their rent or they don't have food in their homes. And you're telling them just to continue to, to serve the Lord and, and, and so to, to sow so. into the, yeah, I mean, I serve the Lord, of course, but right. I'm saying like, oh, continue to serve the Lord and then make sure you're sowing every week and faithfully doing this and doing that. Now, it's supposed to be about the people, helping the people. Do you think Jesus, Jesus didn't come here and he didn't try to say, now, in order to hear me preach, I'm going to need every single person because he was an example of what we were supposed to do. When he were talking, when he was talking to those people, he didn't ask for a collection. He actually gave, and every single person that came there left with something. Hey, man. But nowadays, when you leave, when you go to a church, you have to give something before you go, or usually, you know, before you sit down. They do a little worship, and then is tithing and offering. Some some churches even have it twice. You know, it's like, hey, the beginning of the service, if you wasn't feeling us then, just wait to the end. You might be feeling this, so give us a little more. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's 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 kind of like, um, you know, it's turned into a business, and it's not about the elevation and the the walk with with God and getting us closer to Christ and allowing the Holy Spirit to work in us. It's about Monetary gain, you know, because I, I saw a topic and it was funny that it was saying something um, earlier this week. And I forgot where I read it from. And it talked about um, anybody in the church or anybody can make money. Only thing they have to do is start a nonprofit, present it as a church and then start collecting money. Absolutely. So how do you sift the people out that are just trying to make money versus the people that are really trying to get you in a, 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 you know, relationship with, with God. Absolutely. Well, I, I, I'll, let's do a little history lesson. So let, let's go all the way back to um, read that scripture that you had given earlier from um, Proverbs three and nine. Uh, now this, this is what we got before the show. Hold on and now. Which one do you want me to read, though? Start with the start with the scripture that you originally read. That was the NIV version. Okay, hold on. Go ahead. And it was, this All is right, a so Proverbs three and nine, me, uh, and this is what we had a long discussion on before we started recording the podcast. All right, so right here, I'm gonna I'm gonna go for the one that we had, and that was the American Standard version, right? Well, it, it was either NIV or uh, American Standard, either or. Because it's basically saying the same thing. Yeah, so the American stand. No, what, which one did you read? It was a American stand. Here. I'll That's get, the one I want you to read. Okay, here. I'll give it to you so you can read. Okay. So the first one is, oh, all right. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 9 says, Honor the Lord with your wealth, or from your wealth, excuse me, 
So let me start it over. It says, honor the Lord from your wealth and from the first fruits of all your produce. Or from the first of all your produce. So honor the Lord from your wealth and from the first of all your produce. Right? So then... When we reading it, I'm like, uh, you said something like, let's let's. Check I, I just, I just, I just happened Randomly to ask him, what does the, the KJV, which is the King James version? So I just asked that because I wanted to know because I want I was looking at the word wealth and maybe it was a different words because yeah. I, I have a study Bible, so I just wanted to know so exactly. we can go back and look up the Hebrew exactly. And then Proverbs chapter three verses nine in the KJV says, "Honor the Lord with thy substance." And with the first fruits of all thine increase. Now, substance is, is not completely wealth. different than just wealth. Right. It is, is is a lot more broad. Right. Wealth is a lot more direct. Right. Wealth is wealth. When we think of wealth, you it's think monetary. Of, it's monetary. It, that's what wealth means. But read in the, the New American Standard after it gives that scripture what it says about your barn. So your barns will be filled with plenty. And your, your vast... Overflow with new wine. So basically, if you read the New American Standard Version, starting at Proverbs three and nine and going to what is that eleven? Yep. It, it makes it seem like no, if, nine and ten, not nine, nine and ten. ten. If you read that scripture, it makes it seem like you honor the Lord with your wealth yep. and the first of your wealth you give back, and that after you do that, you will be blessed. Yep. See, and no. your and your barns will increase, and in, meaning. Like that's that's the way you get blessed and things like that. But if you read the King James version, it says honor the Lord with your substance. And substance is a lot different than just wealth. Than wealth. Yeah, no, because as soon as I read that one where it says in Proverbs chapter three, verses nine, the KJV, honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits of all thine increase. Then you go to Matthew chapter 6 and 33, and it says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness, all these things will be added unto you. And even when you say, Seek ye first the kingdom and all his righteousness, all these things are added unto you. That supports that same scripture. Yeah, that supports that scripture, but all these things doesn't just mean money. No. Like, I, I think the issue where the prosperity gospel has started to run into huge issues is, one, it it is it assumes that blessing means monetary. We automatically assume monetary when we assume blessing period. That exactly. is, and that is an American church way of looking at things. And it was funny cause it was from the new American standard <laughs> version of the Bible. So it makes you begin to the one that we read. That was about wealth, about wealth. So that was a new American standard. That version. was a new American standard version. But when we had even looked up, um, the definition of substance, Mm-hmm. The definition of substance said, um, and I'm just pulling it up on the computer. It was. I think it was the second one that I liked the most. This, uh, the actual matter of a thing as opposed to. No, this isn't giving me what I'm looking for, but. Um, Let me see. Well, you you pull it up. I got the scripture. All right. You mean a definition? Oh, yeah, yeah, definition. Well, I just looked at the scripture and I went back. So now. This is the dictionary on the okay. app, all right? And it has about, uh, I want to say 14. Okay, definitions Four, yep. for substance. Um, so it has like uh, idioms, uh, philosophies, and linguistics, and things like that, right? So um, one of the philosophies 
I'll go to this. This is the 11th, 11th line down, right? Okay. It says substance can mean possessions, means, or wealth, right? So then you go all the way to the very top. So uh, that's the 11th one down. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the first one says that of which a thing consists, physical matter or material, right? Okay. The one that stood out to me the most was uh was six um and it says substantial or solid character or quality so you take that same scripture right and you say honor the lord with thy substance substance no 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 i'm saying replace it right right with with thy solid solid character and qualities okay and with the first fruits of all thine increase that gives a different change. On that, that you looking at that scripture completely, completely different. different. So it so the the interpretation of the scripture is about who's reading it, right? And, and who's interpreting it, and who's interpreting it, and what's in their heart, right? Absolutely, because when you read it, and then when we read the I, KJV, you got something completely different completely after different you saw the word substance compared to wealth, exactly. And that and that can even be the difference in how we begin to even preach this thing. Yep. But let's go back to, so um, I'm just going to give a, a brief history um, on, on, on some research that I did. So the research that I did said that the prosperity gospel um, was a combination of three different, um, three different theologies coming together. And those three theologies were that came together that, um, led to the prosperity gospel was hold on. I'm just, uh, the three that came together were Pentecostalism, new thought and American gospel of pragmatism, individualism and upward mobility. And that comes from Kate Bowler and Kate Bowler. Um, for those that you don't know, she's a professor of history of Christianity at Duke university. She wrote a book called blessed an American, a history of American prosperity gospel. So she would be someone who would be foremost um, authority on speaking on the history of the uh, prosperity gospel. So, um, but, and, and the new thought for people who don't know, the new thought started actually in the 1800s by a gentleman named Phineas Quimby. And his basically was that if you get sick, you get that you getting sick is because you, manifested it by thinking about getting sick. Um, and that's what the new thought was based on. And then you started to get uh, later, um, later prophets or ministers that started to talk about being poor. And if you were poor, that basically that was a sin that you were poor. Mm-hmm. And that was uh, during the tent revivals of the 1960s that came basically after world war two by gentlemen like AA a. Allen um, a. a. Allen wrote a book called The Secret to Scriptural Financial Success, where he was, guess what he was selling, Steph? He was selling prayer cloths, and he was selling a miracle tent shavings, and he was selling miracle oils. And he taught that faith could miraculously solve financial problems. And he even had said that God had begin that one time God supernaturally changed $1 bills into $20 bills to allow him to pay his debts. So those were some of the things that A.A. A. Allen taught. And then you started to really see it blow up was 
when we started to get the TV evangelism in the 1960s with people like Reverend Ike. Um, I don't know if some of you all know who Reverend Ike is, but he was a very popular pastor that was in New York City and people would just wait up mm-hmm. super late to watch him. And then in the 1980s, we know Trinity brought TBN, Trinity Broadcasting Network, Jim Baker and things like that. And now when we think of prosperity gospel and today, we think of people like Joel Osteen, uh, Creflo Dollar, T.D. Jakes. Um, what's the the woman um, that travels? Older Southern lady. Um, Are you talking about um, Joyce Myers? Joyce Myers. She will be considered in that. I had to do this for you last time. Yeah, it was the same name, too. It was Joyce yeah, Myers. Joyce. But um, so don't, that was just a brief synopsis or a brief history of just prosperity yep. gospel in the United States. And, and I'll be honest with you, the prosperity gospel, even in America is more of a, it's more of an American thing. Like you go to other countries, they have issues there, but there, there aren't prosperity gospels. They don't talk about money lines and things like that. So what they run into is a lot different than what we run into. And what has really has become because in this country we worship wealth which yeah, is just was, yeah because i was i was looking at that's the one that people read but they fail to read nine and reed says but they that will be rich fall into temptation and a snare and into many foolish and hurtful lusts which drown man in destruction and perdition for the love of money is the root of all evil which while some coveted after they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through many sorrows. Now, if prosperity teaching is the sole purpose to gain you wealth, and the Bible clearly says for the love of money is the root of all evil, that is a complete contradiction of that scripture. Complete contradiction. Complete contradiction. So it says, even in Matthew chapter six, verses 21 says for where your heart is for where your treasure is there, your heart will also be. Absolutely. What's the one scripture in Matthew that says storing up your, um, storing up your treasures. Do not store up your treasures here on earth where moth and rust right. can destroy, but store them up in heaven. God is going to make sure that we have everything that we need. Well, and, and but see, we also have to understand that God knows what we need. There you go. And, and, and what it is, is the prosperity gospel is telling you that this is the one thing you do need because, because what somebody will turn around and say to you is the scripture that the Bible says money answers all calls. Exactly. And we understand that. So we understand that money answers all calls, but, but the, what we do in this country is we worship money. And then it brings me to, Uh, Matthew 19, starting at verse 16, which is the story of the young rich man that came to Jesus. And the young rich man said, I follow all the laws. I follow all the rules. What can I do to become one of your disciples? And what did Jesus say to him? Give up all your wealth and come follow me. And what did the young man do? He Dropped his head. He turned around and he walked away. And that's when Jesus talked about it's uh, harder for a rich man to get into heaven than a camel to get through the eye of a needle, which I also want to interpret that for people because people hear that scripture all the time. And I hear people say it and they say the eye of a needle. And I just want people to know 
that the eye of a needle is not the eye of a pin needle that your mom sews with or your grandmother sews with. That is something completely different. The eye of a needle was actually back in biblical times when you were locked out. They would close a village gate at a certain time that you couldn't get into the town. And there was a crawl space that if you came into town with your camel, that your camel would have to get on his legs and try to scoop through to get through. So it was kind of, it wasn't impossible, but it was very hard for your camel to get through that. And that's where the term eye of a needle sound like you can use it both ways. <laughs> right. But both just, of it's hard. It's hard, through. but I mean, it's right. impossible to get through an eye of a, like when you think, cause when I was younger, I used to think it was a literal eye of a needle. Oh, right, 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 right. Because nobody explained to me until I became older, what eye of a needle is. Yep. But I, but, but the original question was the problem of the prosperity gospel. Mm-hmm. And I believe that the problem has led to what the church being mocked, the church being made fun of, mm-hmm. the people leaving because they saying all these pastors are just money hungry, grubbers, and things like that. They just they just want to get in your pockets. We've been paying the building fund for twenty years, and I ain't seen a brand new doorknob and things like that. So it's almost like that prosperity gospel has overtaken the gospel of love of repentance of peace of the, the basic gospel of Jesus has been replaced with the prosperity gospel. Mm-hmm. And, go ahead. No, no, no. I was just going to say like, you know, for people to just preach about or pitch money and you've got people that it has led to disappointment and people have actually felt as though that God hasn't loved them because they felt like they lacked. But when, in fact, they had everything that they actually needed. Right. Well, yeah, absolutely. God does, God does not want you to be broke. That's a fact. Right. He doesn't want you to be broke. He doesn't want you to have less than you need. But to think that your desires are the desires of God is to try to play God. And you're not God. You think, I, I, I just need a million dollars. For what? Why do you need a million dollars? Or do you have everything that you need and you just should thank God for what you have? And then God has many more blessings for you. Health is a blessing. Well, I think it becomes envy too, because you see what other people have and you just want a million dollars because you want what a think you want, what you think a million dollars can get you. You think that because I, I, I because I, what I'm gonna do I'm gonna kind of play devil's advocate okay. on it because I know it's almost like FAQ. So this is what people would do. You say, like I've I've heard the expression to say, um, money can't buy you happiness, and then people will say, well I ain't never seen a happy broke person. You understand right. what I'm saying and things like that. So there's always a counter to being, but but see the the problem is this: we're not talking about being poor. There is a difference between being poor and being comfortable and a lot of people aren't even okay with being comfortable because we don't allow you to be okay with just being comfortable mm-hmm. we we make it seem like no you you gotta have the the mercedes 600 and you gotta have the five thousand square foot house with the walkout basement and a gated community and you gotta fly first class or you gotta be flying on the jet it's almost like living like a, a rock star where you know, and a lot of these ministers and pastors have gotten in trouble. I think of uh, the one pastor, uh, Copeland, who was confronted about buying a jet from Tyler Perry. When you got people out here that starving, if you if you out here living like a king 
and your people are struggling and starving, I don't think that speaks very highly of you and what you're trying to do. And I'm not saying that the pastor needs to be poor and needs to be um, lacking and not being able to take care of his family, but the she- the shepherd needs to make sure all the sheep is taken care of. You understand what I'm saying? Yep. And not just looking at them like, oh, these sheep don't know no better. Because yep. that's how they really look. They almost is like wolves looking at these sheep, like, oh, I'm about to devour these people. Mm-hmm. And, and these people are just being faithful because they love Jesus that much. And you're taking advantage of what these people, how they feel towards Jesus. And that's where the scripture and revelation say, I did this in your name. I did that in your name. It said, depart from me, you worker of iniquity. I know you're not what I don't think that's revelation, but you know, the scripture I'm speaking of. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we run into those problems with, you know, trying to just let people think that the only way that you can be blessed is by paying for your blessing. When blessings are freely given. Mm-hmm. And we need to let people know that blessings are freely given, that God will bless you now. He doesn't, he, because with, with him promising to bless you, he also says, if you're going to reign with me, you're going to have to suffer with me as well. And that's the part that we don't even want to have the suffering part. So when you even hear about when I spoke about, you know, uh, theology of new thoughts and like you can think away certain things. Well, no, you, 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 you can think certain things and you can feel certain things. But that doesn't mean you're not going to go through it. And it goes back to when we talked about Job before. I don't know if you were here for that episode. Talking about Job? Yeah, when we talked about Job. I love talking about Job. I might have been here. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying, like, the the first thing when Job started going through everything, people just thought, well, it was something that Job did. Yeah, we, we talked about that last week. Was that last week? Yeah. Oh, okay. And we talked about how, yeah, we talked about Job last well, you know, we we've getting so many shows in now that they all starting to exactly run together. Run together, but you know, but I'm just saying, you look at Job and you look at his situation, and it's like the first thing you think, well, he he was blessed, but now he ain't blessed no more. So he didn't obviously done something to offend God, and it, and that's not what happened. That's not why he um, was going through what he was going through. So you know, when you start to equate all, and that's what his friends equated it to. So we 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 put all of these um we put all of these labels or expectations or thoughts of blessings based on what you have and what you don't have. Yep. And that's not how it's supposed to be. Exactly. No, I mean it's you know it's like looking at somebody and saying you want what they have. You want to play like Beethoven. Beethoven went deaf. So it's always a thorn in something, and I'm not saying you gotta have one with like, the other. Like you got you you can be rich, but you ain't gonna have your legs. Yeah, no, uh, or you could be rich, but you gotta you gotta know that you're gonna be void of God. That's not true. That's not true at all. It's a lot of people that have been blessed with wealth from a monetary standpoint, and then there's other things that somebody has been blessed with also. Some people may not have the wealth of health. And I'm not saying that, you know, uh, people should be, uh, you know, have less than others as far as the, you know, finances go. But everybody wants to be rich. Everybody does. So it's easy to pitch on that. It's easy to say, hey, uh, you come over here, you give $20. God is going to bless you with $200. So now it starts to sound like Instagram where they say I could turn that 20 
in the 2000s. Absolutely. You know, it starts to sound like the exact same thing. So where is the line drawn to where you say, God is going to give you what you need. If you're short $2,000 on something and you continue to seek God, you may not get to $2,000, but he's going to make a way for you. Amen. Always. Always. Well, I, I just think or I'm going to give a situation that happened with me because the best way to sometimes convey to people. Okay. So 2019, I wanted to refinance my house. But before I was going to refinance my home, there's a process and steps that you have to go through for refinance. But before I had, because I wanted to get some work done on my house, but before I did the refinance, earlier in the year at 2019, the Lord had put on my heart that there was a certain amount of money that he wanted me to start tithing into church. Well, I didn't have no problem because I had the money to tithe it, you know, so every week I'm tithing this particular amount of money. So then once I start to get into the process of refinancing, I needed to start paying off some of these debts that I had because the only way I could refinance was based on paying off some of these debts. And they said, well, you, you know, we can't refinance. If you got this on your credit, you got that on your credit. So I'm like, okay, so I paid this off. And then in June, when my birthday comes, you know, you got cars that you got to pay the, the uh, registration fees. I think, you know, all these things start coming up around June. You got to renew this, you got to renew that. So then all of a sudden money start getting tight. Now, typically, now this wasn't a pastor who told me to do this for a blessing. This wasn't anybody else. I felt that this was something that God had told me to do. So I was being faithful to that. So it started to get to a point that my checkings, not my savings, but my checkings was starting to get low. Where it was getting to the point where I was going to have to start like using credit cards until I got this refinance done. So I'm like, okay, so I remember it like it was yesterday. It was one particular Sunday. I'm sitting in service and um, in my checking account, I might only have uh, like 200 bucks. Okay. But the, the amount that the Lord told me to tithe, I was going to be tight for the rest of the week and I didn't get paid to the next Saturday and I didn't want to touch my savings. So I'm like, so the first thing we, automatically do when the Lord tell us to do something or when it come to tithing, I'm going to lie to you. That's what's going to cut off first. Like I'm Lord, I love you, but I got other stuff I got to take care of. So I remember sitting in church when it became time for ties because we play ties electronically at our church. Well, some people do. I do. And I remember sitting there contemplating if I should pay these ties or not, because I was going to be busted for the week. Mm -hmm. So what did I do? I went on and paid the amount that I was supposed to pay, but I knew the rest of the week it was going to be tight for me. And I was starting to even think maybe I have to dip into my savings, which I didn't want to have to do the very next day. I see a little letter in the mail and it was from like when I had went to the doctors and they was giving me like some money back. They gave me, it was a check for $25. So I'm like, oh, you know, in my mind, Steph, I'm like, oh, see the Lord didn't bless me. I got a little extra something. But some people hear $25, they be like, oh, that ain't much. So then I opened another letter. It was from my insurance company. And because I had to redo my insur homeowner's insurance because of me refinanced and I had to up my increase, I had to up the amount that my home was insured for. 
they sent me a rebate check back for $3,600. And I remember when I saw this check for $3,600, I started crying, like got emotional because that was the thing to me at that point. I saw that God was faithful to me for being faithful to him because the minute, because at the beginning of the year, he asked me to do this and I had to stay faithful to giving that amount of money. And once it turned around and I was blessed the way I was blessed to get that, I wasn't looking for that money. I was going to give it regardless. I wasn't looking for this me. All right, Lord, I'm, I'm tithing this amount because I'm looking for me to get something back. I was just tithing this amount because this is what I felt like the Lord was asking me to do. But for me to then be getting pinched and even thinking about not paying it. And then the very next day, that money to be in the in the in the check that was the kind of stuff that you would hear people talk about like i needed you know some food and and the lord had somebody come and just drop some food off at my house and things like that you heard them stories but until you live it and deal with it and see it firsthand that was just me being faithful to god mm-hmm. and and basically i bring that story up to show that your faithfulness to god is what's going to bless you Exactly. Not your faithfulness to the pastor and not and and not your faithfulness, because if the Lord told you to give a dollar every week because that's all you can afford and and he blesses you, however, he blesses you It might not be with money. It might be with something else that happens. And we have to stop looking for blessings to be money because bless because money doesn't mean blessing. Mm -mm. Health is a blessing. Your kids. Your kids being out in the streets and not dying. That's a blessing. Like I, I, I look at our family. Our family has been blessed, blessed generational bro we've been blessed with health general no hold on generational health and generational skills right you know but backing up on your story there's always a test before an increase always now that was the moral to your story but to say and somebody to say to you come on come come bring up a thousand dollars and God is going to bless you right now. And God is going to bless you. And then check your bank account in the morning. And it's just about money. Then it, it it ultimately shows that God's favor is not attached just to monetary gain. Right. God's favor is God's favor. That's exactly what it is in raw form. That's it. When the favor of God is on you, you have commune with God. That is the favor of God, to be able to have that communion, that relationship with God, to be able to talk to God and God talks back to you and you feel his presence. That is better than any anything monetary. So that's why you have churches that are smaller, that actually has the presence of God that literally raptures everybody inside the church. We talked about this before. Right. Smaller churches, more intimate relationships with God. Bigger churches don't have those experiences all the time because, for one. And we're not saying that a big church can't have it. No, we're not saying that a big church can't have it. We're saying that you But you can get lost and can hide. There you go. You know, and people think that, man, look at at the blessings on God on that person's life. On, um, you know, they're making money and all that kind of stuff. And that is not just the blessings of God on somebody's life. Being able to to have what you need is a blessing from God. Being able to wake up in the morning is a blessing from God. Right now, even with COVID-19, for people that had COVID-19, 
that still survived is a blessing from God. Amen. It's many different blessings you can look at from God right now to be able to have the phone or whatever device you to, have to, to have be able a, to listen to this podcast. To have a job that is sustainable in, in hard economic times. There you go. It's a blessing from God. Now, I can guarantee you as you continue to serve God, you will never lack. You will go through times of struggle, but you will never lack. Now, comfort, comfort is not a necessity. It is a desire. Peace is a necessity. God said he would give you peace that passes all understanding. So those, when it comes to people thinking, oh, I'm supposed to, um, right now I'm going through a struggle. This is not what God wants for me. God is drawing you closer to him and not just from a, a monetary point of view. Because like we just said in the scripture, um, what was that in Matthew? Back to the point you just made a second ago. In uh, Psalms 37.25, it says, I have, I, I have been young and now I'm old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging for bread. Yep. And that, and that kind of talks about what you was talking about about lacking and things like that. And if you have food in your refrigerator, they're like, we have to understand and we have to start to reexamine what it means to be blessed. And we probably should do a podcast on that, what it means to be blessed, but we have to start to reexamine and get people's mindsets to, to change and to look at being blessed differently than what we've taught, what blessings mean to, to be blessed. Oh, well, Oh, I, I got this much money. Oh, you blessed, brother. Oh, I got this kind of car. Oh, you blessed, brother. But then you'd be like, um, yeah, I'm about to be 40 years old. And on my dad's side of the family, there's about a, a, over 100 of us. And we've only had two people die in, in the 40 years that I've been alive. Yep. And now, you know what? Just to back that up, that was Philippians 4 and 7. I was trying to look for that scripture. Okay. And it says, and the peace of God, which... Pass of all understanding should keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Okay, got you. So I just wanted to say that. Yeah, well, thanks. No, we always try to give you the scriptures to make exactly. sure. So when you're studying, and, and and my thing is, is when you listen to our podcast, if you don't agree with us, let us know what you don't agree with. We can have that discussion. We'll, 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 we'll come back with your comments and say, this person did that, and I'll pray and study on it and bring it to the cast, and we'll uh, discuss it in a special segment of the show just you know, because we, we don't have the market cornered on good ideas. We don't have a market corner. And there might be somebody who listened to us and be like, I don't agree with that, which y'all were talking about as far as anything that we've talked about so far since we've come back. But, yeah, I mean, so we just have to start to rechange what blessings mean. And, and we have to stop looking for or listening to people that tell us that this it's almost like we want to we we. It's almost like exercise. You want the results of working out without exercise. Mm -hmm. You want to, you want that magic pill that's going to help you lose weight and get the six pack without having to do the actual work. Mm -hmm. Serving God is work. Absolutely. Every day, studying the word, praying, reading, you know, um, um, getting an intimate relationship. It's just like with a marriage. It's just like raising children. Your kids not going to raise themselves. Your marriage is not going to, last if you aren't doing anything to um to sustain it and this is the same thing with a relationship with god you're looking for god to bless you but but 
what, what are you looking to blessing you for? So you can what? So you can hoard it all. So you can, what are you going to do? If, if God gave you a billion dollars, what are you going to do for the kingdom with that billion dollars? Or are you just going to be somebody who is going to hoard all that money and buy yourself everything that you desire and be like, okay, I'm cool. Well, if you want to know what it's like to have everything and, and see that it means nothing, read Ecclesiastes because Solomon tells you, I had it all, I did it all, I seen it all, and the whole conclusion of the matter is what? Mm-hmm. Serve God and keep his commandments. This yeah. is the whole duty of man. So, you know, but but as long as, but as we see and as I've seen just doing the research on this, prosperity gospel is a lot older than what I even thought. And to see what it emerged with and how in the 1800s they had people thinking like, oh, you know, it's the way you think and you can think your way out of this. And then when you start to see. Bro, you know it's older than that. <laughs> First Timothy 6 and 10 says, for the love of money is the root of all evil. So that even showed back then. Right. It was the root of all the evil. And, you know, like we, like, bro, like we had said, it's not about. We, it's it's not we're not saying this to say that oh no you need to go through your struggle you need to be broke and you need to think oh yeah like we're yeah, no, we, we not we not, we not going even no to me that that that's even a false gospel where no if you ain't got nothing that means you that god loves you more the less you got that 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 was there was a time where people made you feel that way too like if you had too much that means that you, you out there living wrong yeah no uh-uh it's not even that's not what we're saying we're saying prosperity preaching right the preacher literally preaching just about monetary gain right and when you are literally like okay i'll give you an example i've i've seen services i've been in church services where they tell people i feel what the lord is doing right now he's ready to bless you right now but but you, it's gonna start with you giving a 200 dollar seed who who in here can give a 200 well no i'm sorry they don't start off at 200 they start off at like two thousand dollars and then and then they be like, who 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 in here can get that two thousand dollar seed right now? God is ready to open them doors. The things that you've been looking, and then they'll drop it now, right now, right now. All right, who can get that thousand dollar seed? Who can get that thousand dollar seed right now? God is ready to do this thing for you. Then they'll go to five hundred dollars, and then they'll get to two hundred dollars. And I've seen it with my own eyes mm-hmm. as they are trying to get people to come up there. Now I've been in services where God has put on my heart to give a certain amount of money. And I've done it, you know, and things like that. So, you know, if God puts on your heart to give, I'm then then do it. But don't do it because this person is making you feel as though that you have to do it for you to, to receive a blessing from God. That is, that is something completely different. And those are the things, you know, there there is no no get get rich schemes. I think the one the one uh, New Living yeah, Translation yeah, talked about uh no get rich schemes and things like that, but there are no get rich schemes in God. There's only work. There's only um, work and love and prayer and fasting and all of the things that it takes to build a relationship. And the more you build a relationship, the more you will start to see the things that will be in your life where, wow, I got a job where, man, the economy is in a downturn, but I'm still going to work every day. You know, and 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 I share a conversation with you guys because we, we love y'all. Y'all are our audience. But me and Stefan had a conversation, and um, I don't know if Steph minds me saying this, but Stefan did have COVID earlier. I did. Uh, Stefan had COVID earlier, like at the very beginning. He had the 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 COVID like in March, back in March, wasn't it? And um, he had him down for about three weeks, but God blessed him. But 
you know how how long, bro? You missing a couple of weeks out of there. Oh, I'm sorry. But but the reason I bring that up is just to say this. Um, we just got into a new year and people were talking about how bad 2020 was. And man, this was this is the worst year ever. I can't wait to get away from this year. And and I had to tell people, and me and Steph was talking about this, other than you having COVID, which is nothing to be um taken lightly because people have died from it. We're at over three hundred and 50,000 deaths from this thing. So it's definitely something serious, but uh, personally, some of the, the opportunities that were open for you this year, you were blessed this year. When you really start to look at the, some of the opportunities to work, some of the relationships that you were forged and things like that, that you didn't miss a beat, even though the economy started to see a downturn, you didn't miss a beat. I didn't miss a beat when it came to, um, the job that I have that I'm able to still work, didn't have to file for unemployment or anything like that. Those are blessings to me that we, that you have the skill set and, and know the trade that Absolutely. you are able to do. And me being in a profession that I am in that I, that I, that my profession is needed, that I will always have a job. You understand what I'm Bro, saying? You just set the topic up of exactly what I was talking about. I was literally going to say your, Monetary gain is within the skill that God has given you. Like Proverbs 10 and 4 says, a slack hand causes poverty, but the hand of the diligent makes rich. Whatever your blessing is, and I know how hard I have to work. I have to work through stress. I have to work through people calling me. I spend more than I make. And then I'm blessed to make it at the end as soon as I've gone through so many tests of spending so much. And then I make my money. But it's not just, it just fell from the sky or I, I gave and I said, you know, I'm just like the stock market. I, I, I sat here and even in the stock market is being diligent. It's a right. diligent hand. You have to literally sit and, and do watch your research. And study and companies. watch companies. Yeah, and watch companies. Who has a new CEO? Who has this? Who has that? What technology? What technology? And those are all ways that you can make, you know, financial gain because, to say that you're just going to make it, make, you know, money, and it's just going to pop up, or you're just going to get a, a a check in the mail like you got, you were being obedient to what God had told you to do. Right. And then you received what you, what you were supposed to get because you were being obedient. It is not to say that somebody can just be sitting at home being, you know, just sitting like slack. Faith without works is dead. Yeah, or just slack at the house, not doing anything, and say, I'm just waiting for this blessing from God. You know, I gave $100 last week, so I know it's going to come back to me in tenfold. That is not the way it works. Whatever God has put into you, that is where your blessing will be exploited, right at that point. So you work hard, you continue to develop and grow. And be diligent. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness. All these things will be added unto you because God has so much more for you. And things doesn't mean money. It just means all these things. Your talents exactly. increase. Your blessings increase. Your gifts increase. You know, and it's like, what do you do with the gift that I've given you? So if so, I always look at it like as a child. If I bought my child a computer as a gift and then they take that computer and learn how to code. And now they're mm -hmm. that coding then allows them to learn how to start a company. And now that company, become, what did they do with the gift I've given you? It's almost like the, the proverb, uh, the, the, Man, 
the uh, the uh, the talents, talents yeah. uh, the talents, and yep. that what did you do with the talents that I gave you? Are you are you giving me back the talents I gave you? Yeah, the one person that had one talent actually used it, right? And the ones that just stored them up, they had to give them back, right? So yes, I mean that's that's that that is why the prosperity uh, teaching is so dangerous because it gets people in a mindset like God is a genie, right? Rub rub on the belly. Yeah. I'm a genie in a bottle. Yeah, no, you give two hundred, I gotta find two hundred dollars because I gotta get this because I need that two thousand. And 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 people have talked about their moms who will watch TVN and will keep giving money looking for these blessings and, and they they will go broke. Mm-hmm. And these people continuously just selling these people a dream. And at the end of the day, you know, it's just sad that we've bastardized the gospel for personal gain but i mean we've bastardized the gospel for a lot of other things too so and and as long as um there's a gospel and as long as god gives us free will there's going to be people that's going to try to use the word to gain any way they can always reminds me of the book of eli uh, with denzel washington he's like they'll listen to you because it's in the book like he was he he wanted the bible to be able to control the people. Exactly. That's what he was looking at is for as, as a way, a means of controlling people. Yeah. So that's why, you know, we read two different Bibles and I was shocked to see the difference. I'm like, so you pulled a, you pulled a one definition that's at the very end and, and, and use that so to for interpretation. That's why the word is so amazing because you can get so many different interpretations. And and and, and that's where that's a lot why you of gotta get the interpretation that the Holy Spirit wants you Absolutely. To that's why you can apply it to your life. Amen to that. So we, we're about to wrap up, but this was a good conversation today. I mean, like I said, it was the this was the first time that we had to prep before the show. Normally we do our prep before the sh- um leading up to the show. And then we just had like a little small meeting before we do the podcast. But the revelation that we got just on that from that one yep. scripture really uh, was the thing that led the show. It, it was harder to synthesize some points, but I felt like we got our the, the main goal. Oh, yeah. No, I, well, I think when you came in, you were kind of like in a in a like a, a funk. Then once we read that scripture, it almost like it woke you up like, wait a minute. Yeah, no, it was. <laughs> Yeah, so Eureka. <laughs> but uh go ahead and uh give us your closing statement, Steph. All right. Um God is not on a dollar bill. He's not on a ten dollar bill, twenty dollar bill, thirty dollar bill, forty dollar bill, fifty dollar bill. He is what money is. He is the creator of everything. But the love of God is not raptured up in money. It is not caught up in financial gain. God is everything. And the God that we serve, he wants you to have all that you need. Not everything that you want is going to benefit you. And people think that just giving money and trying to collect more money. Some people, it those reveal heart issues in certain areas to where you have everything that you need and you want more. So continue to pray and be diligent and Thank God for uh, what you do have and pray for him to reveal those areas in your heart or in all all of our hearts, because we've all been there to where if it's just about monetary gain, 
that he can show you the true perspective and revelation behind what he wants to do in your life beyond just money because you have talents and giftings that can probably bring you so much more. And then you can earn that through a business, earn it through, through, uh, you may create an, a big invention or something like that. So just continue to be diligent and thank God for it. And, uh, thank you, Steph. Appreciate that. You always dropping that knowledge, you know, um, one thing that I've always believed in is building a relationship. And when you build a relationship with somebody, the, when they know who you are and know what they can and can't give you, then that begins to then say, oh, I know I could trust this person with this, or I know I could trust that person with that. So what we have to begin to do is build our relationship with God and God knows what he can trust us with. Because at the end of the day, there are times where we know that there are certain things that we couldn't trust people with because it'll be a detriment to them. And God doesn't want to do anything that will be a detriment to any of us. He wants us to be blessed, to be prosperous. He wants us to have the desires of our heart, but he wants those desires to be within his perfect will for us in our lives. And so a lot of times we have to understand that it's not meant for everybody to be a millionaire. It's not meant for everybody to be a multi-millionaire billionaire. But if I could tell you that you could have a million dollars with poor health, would you take that? And I'm not saying that has to be the only option, but what are you looking for the blessing? Are you looking for your children to be saved? Are you looking for your grandkids to be saved? Are you looking for generational blessings where you know, no sicknesses, you know, no plagues where People are blessed in talent, blessed in skill, blessed in knowledge, blessed in understanding, blessed in relationship. Those are the things that we have to begin to look for to be the true blessings that come for the father. And when the father gives you revelation, when he begins to talk to you, you will know what that what it is that he wants from you. Because sometimes the Lord doesn't even want your money. He just wants you as a living sacrifice. The money is just something that is able to be able to be blessed, a blessing for somebody else. But what he really wants is you, your body, your mind, your body, your soul, and all of those things. So just continue to seek ye first the kingdom and all his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you as my boy Stefan just said. So we just want to wish everybody a happy new year. We love you all. Continue to listen. You're listening to the road to Damascus where it's not about the road, but it's about the journey. And until next time, we're out.